All right, we are back with Sparrow, Wren, and Frank Murray to discuss the second song on uh, their Feather and Fur album, uh, featherandfurmusic.com, Feather and Fur Music on all the social media platforms. Um, the second song, Runaway, and then you put in parentheses for Riley. I think I've heard you tell this story at some of your live gigs, mm. um, that it was a, it was a child that kind of gave you the inspiration, but go ahead and start wherever you want to with this. Yeah, so um, the backstory on this one is one of my favorite backstories. Um, I, uh, I had this chord progression that, um, that I'd had kicking around for a while, and I had written a song um, called Push Pull, um, but it just didn't really resonate with me, and so I didn't finish it. I was still letting it sort of morph into what it was going to morph into. And then I did a, um, a gig in uh, Woodland, and there was a little girl uh, named Riley at that gig, and she um, was way into it. Like she had little ballet slippers, and she danced around to all the songs, and she even got her grandpa up to dance. And <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the evening, she handed me a couple of pages with little eight-year-old scrawl, that and she uh, she said. Uh, um, well, she asked if I could turn it into a song for her, right? Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and so, um, you know, obviously that's a big honor. If an eight-year-old gives you lyrics, you know, I wanted to not let her down. And so uh, I was playing that venue again in about four weeks, and so I needed to work quickly and um, sort of applied those lyrics to that push-pull song that I had. So the second and third verse um, of uh, Runaway for Riley actually came from her lyrics. And is, um, oh, so I, f I know I heard you play it at least once at one of the acoustic sets I went to. Um, is, is, is For Riley part of the lyrics, part of the chorus, or is it just Runaway? Is her name in the song? Her name is not in the song, okay. but, um, but the, the song title Runaway For Riley is a nod to Got it. Riley. That's why it's in parentheses. Yeah. Okay. So you had a chord progression, um, and then you got inspired when, uh, when Riley gave you the, the, uh, the the paper um and ask you so you did it in four weeks i'm assuming you enlisted frank for this yeah so i think on this one like i um you know since i had the progression um and uh and then applied the the lyrics that riley had given me to the progression this one just kind of you know that i i asked him if he liked it and it just yeah. kind of worked i um i just i had come up with the kind of a drum drum groove to go with it so I just kept dialing through all the different grooves and I found kind of a, a waltz type of a oh uh, okay. rhythm so that that's more or less what the in and, and kind of jazz brushes style oh so, okay uh, you know just to give it that kind of a feel and and then and then put a, a uh, a bass part on it and 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 then some floaty guitar <laughs> but you well know, yeah you tremolo. made a, you made a note that um frank's guitar makes the song like a duet between the vocal and the guitar in my point of view yeah i um uh, I love the shuffle. It has the whole song has this sort of like floaty forward momentum to it. Yeah. Um, when I was thinking about it, I, w I think the word I was using is I wanted something sort of Pink Floydy. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, when you say push, uh, uh, was it push pull? Mm -hmm. You know that that actually has that that rhythm has a push pull to it. Okay. Yeah. 
And w- this randomly happened when uh, you met this girl at a gig and she asked you to write a song for her. Were you already in the process of working with Frank on songs anyway, or did you? Ha- or was this before you guys had your time together? And you just had to call him and say, "Hey, I need help. I got. I have to write a song in, in four weeks." Came in with those <laughs> lyrics when we were like within the first couple weeks, I think. Yeah, I think the gig happened after we started our yeah. writing, and um, so perfect timing. He was available, timing. and you were already working with him. And then yeah. you had this girl say, write me a song. And you're like, okay, I got four weeks to do this. <laughs> right. And I already had the progression. And I wasn't really sure if I was going to do, like, all of my stuff, you know, is super simple. Like, my, my chord progressions and my rhythms, you know, um, are super, super <coughs> simple, which is exactly opposite. Like, you know, <laughs> Frank, Frank is, like, you know, he's a very complex player. And he thinks, you know, um, he thinks about rhythms, you know, in a much more complex, you know, um, I mean, he's been a musician his whole life, right? So, yeah. So I can only bring simplicity to things. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is good because I I make things too complex. So it's, it's, (laughs) we were just, on the last episode, we were talking about balance. You guys balance each other out. Yeah, it's it's like chocolate and sea salt, you know. (laughs) <laughs> they go together. They go together. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't say too complex. Like, I, I mean, I was thinking of myself as too simple. And so, you know, it, it's been nice to be able to bounce this off of somebody that, you know, that has that caliber of musicianship and say, hey, you know, is this something, right? And then, you know, sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can make simple into something great. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Well, and then, so, um, uh, I, again, I haven't heard them, but uh, it, whether it's Runaway or some of the other songs, are, are, there, are there multiple guitar parts? Do you have, do you have um, either just two rhythms that are playing different things, or is there, like, a rhythm and then some lead parts? Yeah, there's, I mean, she's, she's got the, that steady. Yeah, the rhythm. The push-pull rhythm that, uh, that just goes all the way through the song. It, it's just a, a steady progression. Um, Okay. And then, and I, I just kind of did chord embellishment, different inversions, you know, just. Uh, so you're not, you're not driving in with the same chords. No, you're doing no, something totally. No. You're layering something else it's on top la- of it. It's layered, and okay. you know, a little, uh, a little delay, reverb, mm-hmm. and some tremolo, just to, you know, give it a. a Pink Floyd. The Pink Floyd feel. Yeah, Yeah. it really is like just a beautiful second voice, you know. Like I, um, I have a hard time playing this one now as a solo because I can't hear it now without Frank's second voice. Yes. um, I enjoy his voice on this so much. And the other thing that was super fun on this one, right? So this was our first recording session in in Nolan's apartment, is we wanted to get um, this sort of ghost voice on it. And um, and so we were playing around with that ghost voice thing as sort of a high harmony to my vocal. Okay. Um, to get the fade in and out, like literally, like we moved around the microphone, <laughs> yes, like, you yes. know, around to get it like to fade in and fade out, which was which was fun. We ended up doing that on one of the other songs. Yeah, that, too. that'll be on the Halloween CD. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is currently actually uh, getting radio play. Yes. Um, so uh, I played this one at 14 Acres um, live uh, last summer, uh, and it was around the time of the blues, um, the blues uh, 
Blues, Blues Festival. Blues Festival. The one on the yes. waterfront in Portland? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And so uh, DJ Spacek happened to have been at 14 Acres when I played it, and um, he does a blues show uh, on KISN. Okay. And so he asked if it would be okay to um, feature it on his show, and he did just a lovely job of um you know talking about the song and featuring it on his show and he's done that a few times now which i just so appreciate it's been really lovely that is really cool yeah so you're getting a local portland radio airplay but you're also on all the streaming platforms i believe so we're talking apple music spotify amazon music i don't know if there's any more yeah, there's 120-ish digital platforms now, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, priest. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, um, so this was, was this, the songs are in order of when you recorded them, or just the track order on the album? When, um, when we recorded. Yeah. Okay, so this literally was the second song. Yes. And the happy accident was that you had that inspiration from Riley. And that became the second song. Wow. Two pages of lyrics. Um, oh, I know. So have you, you played it for Riley, you said four weeks later after it was completed. And that was as an acoustic, just solo, right? Yes. Okay. Um, right. And that was before the radio, you know, before KIS. Right. But Riley got to hear it four weeks later. Yeah. Right. So that I, is super cool. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice. It really was. I, it makes me. It's a lifelong dream. I always wanted to have something on a streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a feeling there's more to come. Um, lyrics were mainly you on this one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, me and, and, and Riley. <laughs> Sorry, we definitely need to get Riley. Yes, so yes. She, gets, she gets royalties, writing credit <clears throat> on this? She gets as many royalties <laughs> as I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Was there any... Uh, quirky moments when you were putting together the other instruments on this song not really i i i did the uh can't remember did I, did I do that tremolo guitar i think i did we did that at nolan's that the tremolo guitar and 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 the lead so yeah there's there's your guitar part your main guitar part and then my kind of uh uh second guitar part and then and then i just did uh lead answer back fills and, and okay. solo throughout so so there's three guitar parts essentially oh wow and, and then i i did all kinds of weird home studio tricks like i i double tracked triple tracked uh does the that just mean to, does that just mean you're you're taking the same instrument and layering it on, the, or on a couple of them i just took the same track duplicated it but EQ'd it slightly different, panned it, you know, like oh. on right, uh, you know, like not far right, but like about right uh, at, you know, 2 o'clock. Okay. And then another one at 10 o'clock. So it's like that. And then on the solo, I, I uh, doubled the track and panned it overhead. So it so the during the uh, verses you know you're um, doing the the fills so they're just kind of spacey with a slight trailer echo that like one and a half repeats okay and then and then when the solo starts it pulls it right up ahead where the lead vocal usually is panned at you know 12 o'clock okay 
and then so just to kind of give it more you know is in, it almost just create face. a fuller sound is yeah, that what's going yeah. on okay. it just you know makes it more present and then it then at, after the solo it, it just kind of pans back here and, and the lead vocals you know more it, prominent it lives here and then i on our on well we did yeah that's right we did that whole thing so that that whole one so the the vocals i have i doubled your or tripled your track your lead vocal is here and then it's panned far left and far right and which just makes it fuller yeah. You know, any real engineers out there might think I'm crazy, but. <laughs> well, they did what we needed to do. Like yeah. that ghost voice cracked me up. Yeah, well, the ghost voice is, is, is right here. It's pan, it was just panned right here. So it's not, you know, hey, speaking of squirrels. <laughs> uh, we have, we have some squirrel. lovely trees out the window here that you can't see. Okay. Um, oh, here's a fun question um, for both of you. Um, and it can apply to any song, but let's talk about Runaway. Um, how many takes? How many takes to get the vocals right? Not too many. You, uh, she, she nailed and it pretty good. Do you, um, do you like literally? Are you doing it like verse? You know, stop. Or are you, are you are you recording the entire lyric start to finish, or are you just doing a verse, pausing, and then you put it all together later? Ideally, start to finish. And I've learned a lot in this process. Like you know, Frank has such a you know deep breadth of knowledge on this stuff like I've learned so much about like you know phrasing and stops and starts and you know soft landings on words <laughs> and how to harmonize and all of that so yeah so uh, you know trying to get the lead stuff you know in one take ideally and then ornament around it you know to match that in the right way for wh whatever the embellishments are but at least when you're sitting down to record your lead vocals the ideal thing is you want to sing it start to finish all the way through. Right. Okay. For the reason that you mentioned earlier, like, you know, you want the room to be the same. You want the ah, same yeah. sort of sound, you know, and, and all of those things are influenced by the microphone and, you know, any outdoor noises or, you know, a lot of different things. And it's probably yeah. going to be hard to reproduce. Um, even if it's the same room, you come in the next day um, – there's, there could be a slight difference in your yeah. the way you're going to sing it. If you can't yeah. you can't recreate that exactly how your voice was that day. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm it, guessing. When you know, if we had parts that, uh, like, a couple times she, uh, Sparrow came in and said, "Well, I I I'd like to re-sing that part because I think I can do it better yeah. or want to change something, you know." But we have to sing the whole thing. <laughs> Right. That's the through that's, because yeah. it, to like you said it, to patch that in and, and match what we had the day before. It, You're going to notice it, a difference. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that was that was one of the things that um, that was interesting. You <coughs> know, going from trying to do this in you know sort of our home studio situation to a professional studio was um, you know uh, having. The, all of the instruments already laid down and then putting the vocal, you know, on top of it made so much more sense than, you know, poor Frank, right? You know, we've got this, like, vocal, and then you're trying to work around that. I think oh. that's so much harder than building the nest and then, you know, and then landing the vocal yeah, we had inside some, the In nest. some cases, we went backwards and, and filled in the blanks. And, and, you know, when you get into rhythms, 
it, it can get complicated. And yeah, I would that actually, I didn't think about that, but it does seem like um, if you have all of the instruments music done, it seems like it would be easier for the singer to match to the music than vice versa. Yeah, I trying mean, to tailor the instruments to this vocal, yeah, could be harder. I would think. It, it's it's uh, the best way to do it is just have you know at least your your rhythm section bass drum guitar or or whatever in that song calls for and yeah. then and then the singer sing a scratch track and then at, you know then to go back and and really focus on the vocal and do the, the final lead vocal so that's so a scratch track I'm, I'm assuming you're referencing like a rough draft of the vocal performance yeah just, some, be, just get something the, down for the, the band basic needs that direction oh got it you know if you don't have that in there they're they're kind of you know driving a driving a boat without a you know a rudder right yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. a good analogy and then do you use the scratch track when you're recording the final leads to have something to follow or are you just doing it only with the music just with the music okay. at that point, yeah. yeah. Okay, because the scratch track would almost maybe throw you off, I guess. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, you get a scratch track that is happening, too. Oh, you so you hear, you hear stories about famous songs that she did it in one take. Yeah. And the scratch track turned out to be the one they used. Yeah. So that can I mean, happen. Yeah. It's to totally possible. You yeah. Know, it's, you never know. Right, which taps <laughs> into... Um, Frank's a uh, squirrelness, right? So just, just, just like he's got, you know, every bit and piece of like pipe and drape or whatever you might need, right? He also hangs on to every bit of every recording, um, which gets really complicated um, when you're trying to like put stuff together yourself. So yeah, in 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 my situation, you know, like when we actually went in the studio, and and you have you know an engineer like like Timothy, you know, where it's it's that that system that uh, workstation there you know like Pro Tools whatever they're using it it's set up for at you know 128 tracks and <laughs> where you triple it and you have those and in my case I'm using an iPad <laughs> with a screen this big and, and I'm scrolling down to track. You're trying to 28, find it. Oh and it's my like, God. oh, that's that's right. I cut that part of the vocal out, and I moved it down here. Oh no, wait, that was track 22. <laughs> and it, it, that's you know, it, it started getting like that where I was just I was going crazy. It's like you know, I'd rather spend thousands of dollars and pay <laughs> pros than try to go through this hell. You know, I, I should have done it on my laptop. You know, with regular recording software, but. It sounds like you both learned a lot from this entire recording process, though. Well, you'd think I—I right. should have learned this a long time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. If I knew then what I know now, oh, we'd all be we. better off, right? That's that's a that's a, a, a callback. That right, came right. up, right? That's a well, callback to the first song, "Parasitic yeah. Love." Well, I think you know, for me, like I, I, you know, I've tried writing with people before, but it's never been, you know, it's never been like enjoyable. It's never really been, you know, so productive, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I would imagine it's been the same for you, you know, that you've worked with i know you had somebody you worked with that was extremely productive but i imagine you've also had like near misses you know swing yeah. this boys well, <laughs> yeah i mean i've been literally writing songs since i was in grade school but, okay um you know there's been different decades where things were you know we we 
had guys I wrote songs with, and you know, it was it was very productive. And mm -hmm. then there's other times where um, things didn't they just didn't flow as well. Didn't yeah. There, let's just leave it. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And that's it's nobody's wrong, nobody's right. It's just you know sometimes the the mix is right. And so I think you know we sort of wanted to see what the process was going to be before we invested thousands of dollars, but. With Runaway, like actually getting radio play and you know um, getting you know the attention that it got, it, I think it made us um, both. Well, I should just speak for myself. It made me a lot more comfortable, like investing you know some money um, into the project so that we could you know sort of breathe better life into our children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, it's yeah. almost a, you're getting validation for your efforts. Yeah. And it's like okay, this is actually working, so let's throw some more money in it. Yeah, and, and it was just nice to have, um, you know, a, a real rhythm section driving the songs rather than... Uh, Beat Buddy Bob. <laughs> Beat Buddy Bob. <laughs> or, or Beat Buddy Frank, you know, actually playing the drums yes. on the iPad yes. and trying to, you know, <laughs> keep in... Yeah. In time. And <laughs> I'm not a drummer. It's <laughs> true. There was one song uh, uh, that you wrote on a plane with your fingers, like tapping oh, out. Oh, every time it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and that, that turned out, that drum track turned out the best of them all. It I was mean, good. On a plane. That's funny. I Well, there's a story to that. We'll, is that on the list? It's, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. so we'll get it's to it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there so it is. That's our, that's our teaser. All right. There we go. So once again, um, Track number two, Runaway, for Riley, is on Kissin' FM, KISN, uh, Portland Radio. It's also on all the streaming platforms, so make sure you guys check that out. And anything else you want to, before we wrap this one up? Oh, thank you so much for talking oh, to us. Oh, my gosh, of course. Yeah. Uh, tune in for episode three.